Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, host of the Night Stalker podcast. We are in season five, episode uh, twenty-eight. Uh, we're going to talk about a uh, a uh, undetermined homicide, or maybe not, that occurred on May second, uh, nineteen ninety-two. For the last thirty years, uh, it has been one of the more well-known. Um, Cases, um, <clears throat> cold cases that has, has that that occurred in the United States, uh, Texas, to be exact. That is the um, <clears throat> possible or alleged murder of uh, Natasha Atchley. Um, this case has been looked over by um, local law enforcement, Texas Rangers, and probably about another dozen or so. Uh, law enforcement agencies over the time. So the victim was 19, 19 years old. Uh, she went to a party on, on the night of uh, May 22nd, 1992. Uh, she was known to have a wild side. Uh, that night she had <clears throat> consumed a large amount of alcohol and had taken uh, LSD. On the following morning, there was a report of uh, a possible stolen car in the woods uh, that had been set on fire, which is <clears throat> common. I mean, you know, it's not an uncommon thing to happen. Tow truck gets there, hooks the car up, and brings it to the uh, the auto body shop or service station. <clears throat> the following day, the uh, they run a license plate. It comes back to uh, comes back to the car that belongs to Natasha Ashley. Uh, police go to the parents' house. Parents come out, uh, identify the car. While they're identifying the car, uh, they look in the back and they see what they believe to be uh, bones, human remains. <clears throat> now, my first question is, how the fuck did, did the tow truck driver miss that? I mean, come on, really? Holy crap. You know, <clears throat> and that, that's, you know, that's what I'm talking about. People just, I don't know. Uh, let, me just, let me just segue away from this uh, case. You know, during the party... Uh, you know, uh, Natasha had got loud. I mean, it had, <clears throat> you know, caused a scene here or there. Um, she became uh, really intoxicated, uh, attempted to drive away in her car. <clears throat> on, on two occasions, somebody tried to stop her. On a third one, <clears throat> they just let her go. The next day, uh, her, her car is found uh, burnt and her body is found in the hatchback area. Now, this is this is something to remember, the hatchback area. <clears throat> the fire itself had actually started in the front passenger side. Now, at the time that she left, three of the independent witnesses corroborated that there was no 
other people in the car once she left. Okay, no other persons in the car with her. So she goes down this road, which wasn't it was a dirt road, but uh, not a good one at that. Um, but the the thing of it is, the car was <clears throat> basically buried so deep in the mud or in a rut that <clears throat> it would have been physically impossible for a suspect that was hiding in the woods or walking along the uh, roadway to open the door to get into it at her. So, but for years and years, uh, for three three decades anyway, uh, they believed that. Uh, this was a homicide. Um, there were people uh, of interest in the case. One was James Morton, who was 19 at the time. <clears throat> uh, Cindy uh, Hanning, who was 17 at the time. Um, Kevin Malone, and another individual, uh, Chad uh, McGregor. Now, for 30 years, uh, the town has looked at these uh, three people. I don't consider uh, Cindy uh, Henning. Uh, she was never really thought of as, as a suspect. Um, didn't like the way she uh, wouldn't be interviewed. Uh, the case was interviewed by... Um, case was actually done and interviewed by, and I'll tell you in a second once I get my note here, uh, <clears throat> the TV episode uh, Cold Justice with uh, Kelly uh, Kelly uh, Sillinger and uh, there was another investigator and I think that was Steve Spignola. And <clears throat> now you remember, you gotta remember these three suspects uh, They've been taken in for polygraph tests, uh, appeared in front of the grand jury. Uh, one actually did 30 days <clears throat> in jail because they thought he was involved in, in her homicide. Um, so there was a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of um, pressure put on these younger people at the time, the three suspects. Um, the town for the last 30 years has uh, looked down on them as they were suspects and after a long termination uh, it's believed that it was not actually a homicide uh, as strange as it may be they believe that because of the car bouncing up and down on this dirt grass and dirt road uh, when the car finally made impact with the ground, they believe that a possible uh, <clears throat> fuel line may have uh, been severed. The friction or the heat of what was ever under there, a muffler, um, could have been a number of things. It actually started the fire um, in the front seat. Now, there was an agent that uh, um, an accelerant in there called drip gas 
Um, there were no canisters. Uh, we're not sure what the drip gas was actually from, but uh, it is one of those types of accelerants that when it burns, um, the heat is extensive. As a matter of fact, it was so extensive that um, what they believed, the reason her body was in the back of the uh, hatch, <clears throat> wasn't that it was placed there, but she attempted to crawl out through the back. I would assume uh, the heat and the smoke, it probably overcame her. The car, the accelerant, uh, the car just combusted and at to such a rate, rate that uh, the majority of the bone structure was um, was burnt to uh, a point where it was bare, barely recognizable. Um, and I'm kind of, by looking at some of the photos of the way the car was um, positioned, lack of uh, tire traction from another vehicle, lack of additional footprints, uh, all of the uh, <clears throat> statements that were made that night uh, supported each other. Uh, so, more than likely, the probability was that it was an accidental fire um, and that was the cause of death it wasn't a uh, wasn't a murder um, you know and it's kind of interesting because that would be the last thing you, you would be looking at if you thought about it um, but all the all the, uh, all the evidence uh, points to it being an accidental uh, fire. So, <clears throat> with that with that being in mind, I'm going to um, I'm going to definitely agree. I, and I heard some of the statements as they were being read. Um, all of the stories were uh, identical from the uh, three people of interest. Uh, <clears throat> There was no variation even 30 years later. <clears throat> so, with that being in mind, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna agree that it was more than likely accidental in nature, and it wasn't a homicide. And um, it's unfortunate, but um, uh, many of our family members, uh, Natasha's family members, are now deceased. Um, but. In that case, um, you know, sometimes aren't always what they seem to be. But it's good they finally put closure to this case uh, after uh, 30, going on 30, 31 years. With that being said, I am Michael C. Bouchard, host of the Night Stalker podcast, and we will see you soon.